I'm Kyle. I'm she. Hell, we should do that over again. No, just keep it in. It's, right. it's going to be fun for the fans to watch I'm the Shaver. evolution. I'm Kyle. And this is Anecdotes. Should maybe try to say it like at the same time. I'm Shiver and Kyle. And this is we'll, Anecdotes. We'll practice. <laughs> yeah. That's too much Disney for um, episode two. It is now also available on iTunes and Pocket Casts and SoundCloud and all that. So, uh, hello, podcasters. Hi. Podcast listeners, I should say. Hi. Um, we figured, uh, yeah, we had another episode. We are in Kuala Lumpur right now. Although this episode specifically won't be regarding that, right? Because we, at some point, we talked about best events. Mm. No, we didn't, worst actually. Events. We talked about worst events, but the question was if we also would talk about best events. So that would be a nice, a nice question to answer. What was the best event you've ever experienced as, uh, well, a, either a player or just going to an event, the best mm. time you've ever had? Doesn't um, have to be related to the success you had. <laughs> Can I give like multiple answers? <laughs> sure, go for okay, it. Okay, you want me to go first? Yeah. So, do you go whole career? The best one was probably back in Han. Uh, Dreamhack. Was it winter? Yeah, Dreamhack winter, 2013 or 14. Because mm -hmm. we won that event, which was nice. Haven't done that, one. That is definitely a, an up. Yeah. And then I went with Chessie Limp couple of their friend and uh, his a friend Adam and Liv and we all went to stay at an Airbnb in Amsterdam for four days immediately after winning the tournament doesn't feel like it has anything to do with it the doesn't tournament at itself. all but that was like <laughs> that was the best like one of the best trips ever and it was mostly due because when you win a tournament you get that elation that carries on so I just had all okay. this joy and just took it to one of the best cities to to enjoy yourself in I was gonna um, say because normally when you go to DreamHack, the, the the for example the care for players and talent because mm. it's so massive. Oh yeah, it's, it's really not, minimal. This was Han. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one year we stayed at the Formule, but that's that's a whole other story. The best event might be yours too. It's it's a lot of people's the Manila Major. Okay. We put up in this hotel called the Sofitel. Had the best breakfast like mm. in Asia. They had a cheese room with one of those like space station doors that seals the air in better. And Shannon, when she was still working. Um, there was like so much budget because it was in Manila, so it was very affordable. So we had a themed party in our pavilion for players and talent. So it was this big tent that you'd leave the hotel, walk past the pool and the restaurant, and you'd just have this huge tent where you'd get food. And every single night there were different themed drinks. There was the like dream. hangout, bean bags, like watch the games. There was snacks at like all times because Midnight Stack was still a thing. Organizers, remember? Midnight snacks. Midnight snack, after party. You want your event to be remembered? You gotta you gotta spend in the important locations. Yeah. Uh, that won't be my favorite event though because uh, apparently the budget was big but not big enough for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. sore, sore, sore spot right there. Uh, my best oh, event. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> That's fine. Whoops. Um, my best event. I didn't actually think this through. I actually really enjoyed. I know you know we haven't been paid or anything, but GSC <laughs> yeah. Indonesia was great. Uh, that was actually a really good event. We got uh, business flights there, which <sighs> you know sounds like something you know a bit of a, a bit of a posh thing and maybe not necessary, but it definitely improved how yeah. we viewed the event and how we. Um, were relaxed going mm. into it, and uh, the talent manager was JJ. Really, he nailed it. He nailed it. It was uh, it was so good. Uh, it was a, it was a really chill event to work. It was really nice. And I think in terms of best events for me, it just goes to like 
don't have to worry about anything apart from a job. Yeah. That's what classifies as a good event. Makes sure, sense. having an after party is really good and it definitely leaves lasting impressions. But um, yeah, if you're going to talk about best events, it's probably for me going to be just talent management. Yeah, I can see that. I'm Very adjusting simple. to this life. I will say business class are definitely, or flights are a posh desire, but oh my God, it takes flying from a chore to something really enjoyable. Yes. It, it's, it's night and day difference, which is, is why they can charge so much, I imagine. It is, uh, yeah, it is, yeah, sure, it is very expensive, and I get why tournament organizers don't do that. Mm. But it, it makes a difference for when you when you arrive at a location and you don't have to worry about getting mm -hmm. jet lagged, you don't have to worry about sleeping, or having to get there a day earlier because otherwise you won't be able to get sleep before the thing, thing starts, and I don't know, it just makes everything a lot easier, but, yeah. you know. You know, I forgot one, uh, it deserves at least honorable mention, was the first epicenter because Ooh. we also got business class flights. Yes, we this did. Was, this was before they realized that tournaments needed to make money. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, now they're a little more, um, what's the word, responsible. But it was awesome. Restricted. We should totally do it again. You know, they want to do business flights. Yeah. They just can't. It well, doesn't we, fit the budget. They put us up in the Lot Hotel, which had this incredible lemonade that we were getting for like $17 a pitcher. But it was the greatest lemonade ever. So we were thanks complexity for the budget. <laughs> um, we won the wild card to actually play in the tournament with mm. this pocket strat we'd saved for like four months. Wyvern Axe with Z-Freak playing Marana offlane. And literally... Hanskin just stacked, because you, you literally just stacked, this one in jungle was good, so you just stacked a ton of camps as Wyvern and Axe, and you just hard jungled, okay. and then you went and did Ancients at Vanguard, um, which was at like a five minute timing, and then you got healed in them, and you did a six stack Ancients. I was like blink Axe at like nine minutes in, it was, it was awesome. But we beat EG finally at that tournament, okay. also made them change rosters, sorry Bulba. Um, Ouch. And I also, that was when Blitz like tagged out of the grand finals panel and was just like, hey Kyle, like, yeah, sure, go for it. That was like my first real experience ah, on camera. Oh, I and remember now that. Now I do it for real, but yeah. Yeah, we were there. That's because the, the one event we were both at. Yep, right? and the last day of that, both me and Blitz got told that we weren't working the Manila Major, and that's why we didn't really want to work that day. So that Manila Major is good in multiple aspects for you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry about that again. <laughs> that's so good. Um, but at least we were in Russia together. We were in Russia together, <laughs> yes. It was, uh, it was nice. It was a nice event, actually. It was really well done. And it was a talent manager that literally went yeah. to... Like, it was the event that I think most talent managers remember as the event that started Starbucks and chicken nuggets as go-to food for talent. As yep. long as you got that, you're sorted. The stage manager as well, um, I think his name was Dima. I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys interact with him much because he was like Not more sure. for players. But he, we went, he took us to this steak place uh, in Moscow has great steak and it's really cheap. It's the same with Ukraine because it's all sourced like relatively locally and like $20 got us like a beer, literally like meat cases and you just went and picked your cut. They made it for you. You ate oh, it. Nice. It was incredible. But he told us these incredible these stories yes. about working for the government and smuggling, like having to do things because inner politics make things really difficult because if there's like a declaration of war at a time, you typically, you can't service even it. Um, a civilian aircraft on a military base, and he had to refuel. It was a, this whole crazy thing that involved smuggling, uh, smuggling gasoline into a plane from Pakistan. Long story, but good time, great food, and I've kind of put like the exclamation mark on it because it's got a bit of culture, some good stories. What it's the people the, that make the places. What is the best local food you've had at an event? That's a tough one. Because I think I, I remember um, 
I think it was, uh, it was, I think this year or maybe last year, probably last year actually, mm. I was in China, China event, and um, Jofi was there and she took us out for hot pot. Mm. And it was so good. It was probably the best hot pot I've ever had. And it was such good food too. Like normally, you know, hot pot, sure, it's just, you know, you're going to eat really hot food yeah. in terms of just uh, the temperature alone. But it was just good quality as well. I really like that. But there's a lot of different food we get to try all the time. Yeah. It's something that I think I've started. It's part of why I appreciate the talent mm. caster life a lot because I actually more more can go eat. explore. <laughs> like today even we walked around and got a bubble tea and like some fresh fruit juices, scouted out some restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, as for personal favorite, it's tough because I've had a lot. Like uh, we went on this food tour. We met, we were at, in Shanghai a couple years back. Yeah eating next to people, heard them talking about StarCraft, got in this conversation about eSports. One of them turned out to be, his job was to give food tours to expats. Really? Yeah. So oh, he invited, wow, he nice. was like, yeah, I'm off. And we went out the next night with him and like the friends he was with and then just Team Complexity and Josh. And he, Josh had a, a girlfriend that was there. And it wasn't necessarily like the, the there was some great food. You know, the, what is it called? The lemon... There's some uh, seed thing you eat and it like numbs your mouth. Uh, why would you ever want to do that? Because then you eat really spicy stuff and you taste more of the flavor and not as much of the, ah, my mouth is on fire. It's a really weird Doesn't sensation. Doesn't it still burn your taste buds off? No. It, I don't know. I think it's, it's like not lemon pepper, but it's something, um, I don't know what it is. You chew them up and it, it's like, it's slightly numbing, but it makes... The, you don't notice the burn. It's not like super duper spicy, it's but, just spicy. Okay, you don't notice the burn, but it's still there. So for yes. example, in hind like afterwards, don't you still have your taste buds that will taste less things than normal because no. they're all like over-triggered? I don't think so. It I didn't work for me. I mean, I still taste <laughs> great food. I, it might have been in the moment. Oh, that was what was so good. So I'm a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain. And don't we know went, who that is. Uh, well, he's dead unfortunately but oh. he you he did a couple shows about traveling okay. and a big part of his message was to you know make your own story like find your own adventures yeah and we went to a place that he had gone to just like it was part of the tour they brought us on mm -hmm. for face slap dumplings which are it's, it's just this like mom and pop shop that is now expanded that just makes the best dumplings that's nice in china the saying of course is that they're so good you'll need to slap your face because they're that good Face slap dumplings. Look, I don't know. And then you need to slap your face to wake yourself up because it's not a dream type of slap? Yeah, it's ah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. And we had some of those and they were absolutely incredible, highly recommended, and they're like super cheap. Like they yeah. raise the cost, but it's still, you know, it's a meal worthy of Michelin star. I must say, food overall in Asia is very cheap. Yes. So. Yeah. That's, uh, and yeah. we're going to the same restaurant. Adam took me a couple months back to this outdoor local food place, restaurant. We're gonna eat Stingray, and it's so good. Anecdotes should be renamed to something food related. Yes. <laughs> we should yeah. have a specific food section. That would uh. be, I mean, it'd be <clears throat> definitely more enjoyable content. That'd be great. Just bring the camera and just we just eat food. I could go for, I could do that pretty often. Yeah, but you know, for a podcast, I don't know, you guys, do you really wanna listen to us munching on stuff? I'm not sure. Probably not. We ask, I mean, they'll, they'll tell us, won't they? They what probably they will. Don't want. Yeah, by the way, thank you for telling us that you like their podcast. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Next thing to talk about, we should stick a little bit dot we're more close to Dota probably rather than food. <laughs> Um, let's do a life as a, like you've been talent for a little while now. What's it like? It's for people that don't huh. know anything about life as talent, how would you say it's going? It's going pretty good. It's funny, I just, um, Pilot Dai is working here as yes. a caster. And I hung out with him in uh, Pinda the other day, or last night, and we had a conversation about this mm. because it's, it's very different. Um, you don't need to worry about things. Your schedule is set, you show up, you talk about Dota. Whereas as a player, you're worried about like, is my sleep schedule proper? Like when are we playing? Cause you might play, there's teams playing tomorrow yeah. and there's teams playing three days after. So yeah. the entire meta might change in those three days. Some people really prefer to play right away. Some prefer at the end. Um, you can't really go out as much. Your teammates are more reliant on you. It's a lot harder to go out and explore. And in a lot of ways, it's just more stress. It's more pressure. And that's part of why I guess I'm enjoying this so much because instead of having to worry about your teammates and how they're doing mentally, are they ready? Can they sure. play this hero? Worrying about drafts, what are my groups, yada yada. Like, it's just, so when do I work again? Cool, where are we going to eat after? Like, that's it, that's, that's all it takes. I think I'm for a, obviously I have a little bit of a different job because I still have to worry about loads of stuff. Like what? Like, um, which teams am I going to be talking about? What are those, have those teams been doing? Uh, which teams have played earlier than that? And mm. by the way, the teams that I am hosting are also the teams that played earlier. So I got to make sure that I watch all the games for that also and check out what they played and how they played and, and how the, the conversation goes and what topics I can link to each other and what kind of little bit of tidbits of information that are nice to know for people at home See, could I, we work together. <laughs> I have a lot of that just like stored. Like tomorrow I open uh, casting Team Secret versus JSTORM. Yeah. Okay. I've known Puppy for like three, four years. We hung out with them in Singapore, I mean, hung out with them in Hamburg. Yeah. Then you have JSTORM, which is like Moo, who I played with for two years. Um, March's captaining, we just talked with him yesterday. And uh, like I, I've played against four. Point is, I know the history and the players. Yes. So it's like. It's stuck in your head. It's easy. Also, all I have to do is talk about Dota. You've got to make conversation and have like a little friends get together. You're effectively hosting a barbecue with a camera <laughs> on yourself at all times. Cast life is just, so yeah, I mean, they gotta, they gotta kill Roche. They gotta push those lanes. Back to you, Toby. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's more oh, complicated. More times. complicated than that. It's the fifteen thousand hours of experience that you're paying for when you get Kyle. Don't. It's not easy. <laughs> not easy being Kyle. Who knew? All right. Well, that's been about fifteen minutes. Mm. Um, so we should uh, we should stop. But there's also going to be, by the way, more Dota-focused episodes. Sometimes, sometimes are they're more food-related. Sometimes they're event-related. And also, if you have any specific requests, you can always ask us. Can we ask? Can we ask? Like, because we have a bunch of ideas, right? You want to run yes. a couple by them and see what they like the best. Yes. All right. Um, well, my big one that I really want to talk to is something we've discussed and we'll probably talk about at some point is like um, the origin story of casters, players, but specifically answering the question: How close were you to never playing? Like, how close were you? Not necessarily to like giving up on your dream, like trying and failing, but more: What were you gonna do? instead of esports and what allowed you to stay 
Because yes. like uh, like me and Sheev specifically, we had other jobs and kind of like fell into this. There was a lot of lucky breaks to even yes. give me an opportunity to explore this as a possibility. And, and I think most talent can say a specific moment is like, this is the moment where it all changed. This is the moment where I said, okay, I don't need to find a nine to five job and I can do this full time. But it's been 15 minutes, so oh. let us know if you want to hear that. And we are definitely going to tell you our stories, regardless if you like it or not. And uh, you give you a little bit of a taste of what that is uh, like. So thanks and uh, bye bye. See you next time. Toodles. <laughs>